on the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. After six months in hibernation, this Monday the Throw-In Podcast returns on Independent.ie for its championship debut. Each week we'll be joined by the best GA correspondents in Ireland as well as some of the top funders like Tomas O'Shea, John Milan, Joe Brody, Brendan Cummins. But most importantly, we have one new addition this year. I'm joined here by the man, the legend, Rory O'Connor from Rory's story. How are you getting on? Good, Will, yeah. Good pleasure to be here, yeah. Yeah, you're the new sign this year, so you're under a lot of pressure to deliver. What are you looking forward to most in this year's championship? Uh, controversy uh, is the word I'd use um, I suppose from my own personal view I get to uh, take the piss out of a few different people uh, online and um, no, I'm looking forward to competitive games and uh, obviously a few shocks along the, along the way yeah and Joe Bradley's going to be on with us hopefully regularly enough you're looking forward to having a, you know, kind of a, a head to head with him ah yeah like, uh, my own opinion of Joe Joe's a legend Like I love the way he just says it as it is doesn't give a shit just you know calls a spade a spade so I'm looking forward to uh Throwing a few uh, a few different shapes at Joe and seeing what he has to say. Yeah, we were kind of talking a few minutes ago about you know p- possible topics for our first show on Monday. You know, we're talking about selfies, black card, eight and O'Shea. There was so much to talk about. Is there anything you know you're really interested in this weekend? Um, well, obviously we have a couple of good games coming up. Well, I don't know. There could be one side, but um, it's just interesting that um, Mayo aren't starting eight and O'Shea on on Sunday. Like I know he he hurt ankle playing basketball, but. He, I don't think he's fit now. He come on in in the league against Donegal and, and kind of I suppose changed the game a bit around the middle. And it's just it's interesting why he's not starting any home in the reserve, or is there something he done I suppose social media wise that the management weren't too happy about? Yeah, Bernard Flynn mentioned that he saw him taking a selfie at a challenge game a couple of months ago. Should they, should GA players be taking selfies? You know, instead of a warm down, it seemed like yeah, a bit well, of a harsh uh, criticism. Uh, in a way, I know where Flynn is coming from. Like you know, it's all about the team and professionalism. But in fairness to Aiden, like two mean men sticking up for each other. Oh well, like, yeah, as it is, yeah, especially against Mayo. But in fairness to Aiden, like if Aiden had said sorry to like seven or eight year olds walked away, I think he probably would have got more criticism. So I think Aiden was right personally to go up and, and take a photo. Like you know, these lads do look at Aiden as as their hero. So um, it's a hard one. You know what I mean? Flynn does have a, have a point, but at the same time, Aiden has to take the photo. Like, O'Shea slammed for selfie snub. I think. Yeah, I can see the headline now. Yeah, yeah, no, it was harsh enough, but um, I suppose Aiden knows himself. He's that kind of a of a profile in GA. He's gonna get the good with the bad all the time, you know. Yeah, we were talking about you know whether or not this is gonna be Mayo's year. I think they're about five to one to win the All Ireland, and we talked about 
what Dublin might look like on the day they finally do in an All-Ireland, what Hark Retreat might look like, what the towns in Mayo like, might look like. I think we were both saying we're going to book a week off from work yeah. to go down and experience it. Yeah, you were saying earlier, got saying, Jesus, Rory, imagine if uh, if Mayo won Sam Harcourt Street and Coppers and all around. And I was saying, I would literally probably go down to the likes of Ballyhanas or Ballina or Belmullet for two or three days on the beer because I don't think you'd have better crack anywhere in the world. They'd all be up in Dublin, week. though. It'd be ghost towns down in Mayo. Ah, no, no. I think everyone, like, yeah, for the first couple of days, they, they, they'd paint Dublin green and red. But then I, I'd like to think that West Park, because the likes of West Park, I was at a stag there. Unbelievable crack. And the people in Mayo are football mad. So for them to get to the Holy Grail and win the Sam Maguire, like, you forget about the Euros in France, I think Mayo would be the ultimate pisso party place <laughs> in the world. Like, and your own county made. What would that be like if if Andy McIntyre could deliver some glory, even a Leinster title this year? Yeah, well, I suppose we're we're not to the extent of Mayo are with the Samuel so close, but yeah, like there's a lot of very passionate Mead supporters including myself who remember the glory days 80s, 90s when you know Sam McGuire came into the schools with the likes of Trevor Giles John McDermott all these legends and Sam would be very, very welcome uh, you know in Ashburn area especially around my own area Ashburn where there's a lot of dubs who like to think they know a lot about football and they be in your face uh, but yet they probably don't even know that the local club is called Dunhamar Ashburn and not Ashburn GAA <laughs> you know these type of people <laughs> But me and Dublin the counties are so close geographically do you not get a sense of satisfaction from your neighbours winning so many All-Irelands absolute zero <laughs> satisfaction you couldn't be any more wrong there and actually like as a footballer and I, I, I love watching Dublin I love everything about the way they play and all they play the best football out there but as, as a tick made man it is it is tough uh, tough pill to swallow especially around Ashburn area yeah and what do you what, what's the kind of the expectation on the ground among Mead supporters Andy McIntyre's brought a bit of yeah. you know enthusiasm to the team again yeah, like I know Andy personally. I've had him at club level. I've won. I've won an intermediate championship with him. He's the right man for the job. That's all I'll say. Um, you know, he he does have the same crop as Mikko and fair play Mikko done a you know decent job. But Andy's a different caliber of man. Like, and I knew once he got the the job that Mead will be different. Um, listen, we're not gonna we're not gonna win all Ireland this or anything like that. But I I think we're gonna expect you know maybe go up to a Leinster final, get closer to Dublin than people think. And have a decent run in the back door. But All Ireland quarter final would be as a need man. I'd be satisfied with that this year. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of players and managers that are here from them over the course of the summer. Hopefully, you know, I know on your Facebook page, Rory stories, you've kind of decoded the managerial speak about what they're saying plus what they're meaning. What's the kind of things we should be looking out for when we're hearing a manager speak? Well, as you know yourself, there's a lot of bullshit. Like when when managers are interviewed after games, like. Um, you know the likes of Jim Gavin, like say for instance, they're playing Wexford now. I'd imagine, um, you know, Wexford probably be Carter playing Wexford now in two weeks' time, and the usual like, oh, it should be a decent tough game. And all. we're deep down, Jim Gavin knows like that this game's going to be over half time. I'm going to empty my bench. I'm going to go back, uh, you know, have a cup of tea and and plan my annihilation in the in the Leinster semi final. You know, that's really what he is thinking. But I suppose. Being the calibre man, he is a great manager and respect the manager. You know, you have to give everyone respect, but everyone knows that Dublin are going to be putting up mighty scores. Like Dean Rock will be hitting some serious tallies and saying the Leicester Championship. Like. Yeah, so that's one of your roles here in the Throne podcast this season. Whenever you see someone in talking in managerial speak, you know, just giving the lines, you're meant to cut through all that and give us the fans' perspective. Yeah, yeah, like we, like we know what we're going to get in the Sunday game. You know, your standard, oh, you know, it was a tough game and they get, you know, they put in the effort and so on and so forth. But, um, no, I think I'm going to be asking questions that mightn't be exactly asked in the Sunday game. Like, Well, we hope so, Rory. Thanks for joining us today. And make sure to listen to us this Monday when we're going to be going back over Tipperary versus Cork in the Munster Hurling Championship, Mayo versus Sligo in the Connacht Championship, and so many more football games. Until then, thanks for listening and goodbye.